This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. If you heard Pastor Ray's incredible six-day series last week, The Power and Blessing of Faith, Good Works, and Obedience, you should have learned that in order to actually see miracles take place in your life, it is not enough to study, recite from memory, or even proclaim what God has promised in His Word. The believer who has faith and knows God's promises but doesn't activate that faith by actually doing what God tells him to do will have a dormant-type faith, producing nothing. In today's powerful teaching entitled, You Too Can Work Miracles, from examples of some of the many miracles Jesus performed, people's faith and their obedience to do exactly what Jesus asked them to do always got them their miracle. The message is simple. You must do something more with your faith than just confess it. When you don't just speak about the mountain, but speak to it as well, you too can work miracles. So I wanted to go through a couple of stories for the remainder of time that we have to just kind of show you how faith, you know, the action or the, the action unlocks the blessing. When you, when you have faith and you have your actions together, it's going to unlock the blessing. So let's look at a couple of stories here uh, from the Bible. And these are accounts of Jesus interacting with different people. First one is John chapter 9 and verse 1 through 7. And it says, now listen, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now let's key in on verse 6. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with his saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Now let's just, let me just stop there for a minute. Don't anybody get the bright idea of you know, coming upon someone who's got an eye problem and you're going to spit. Listen, you better protect your own eyes if you do that because you're going to probably have a black eye if you spit in the mud and try to put it on somebody's eyes. So... So why Jesus did this, I don't know. It's, you know, to the natural eye, it sounds disgusting, you know, spitting and making mud and so on and so forth. But um, this is the way God chose, this is the way Jesus chose to do this miracle. So he spits in in the mud and he, in the dirt and he makes mud, he makes a clay and he puts it on the blind man's eyes. You know, let let me just, let me elaborate on this. Sometimes God's going to do things in our life that are kind of unusual. You know, and so don't be surprised if, if God does something unusual or gets that blessing to you in an unusual way. You just maintain your level of faith and you just keep on believing and trusting because God's going to get it done one way or another. Now, he could have just, he could have just clapped his hands. He could have just said, eyes open. Why? I don't know. Why did he make mud and put mud on his eyes? You know, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. It was just an unusual thing that he did. It was just what he 
chose to do. So he spat, he made clay with his saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the man. And then, listen, and he said to him, and he said to him, he gave him a directive, and he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he gave him his word, he, he, he wanted to be healed, so Jesus made the mud, anointed his eyes, and then he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And, and so the man, now the man, you know, he didn't, he didn't complain, he didn't squawk, he didn't, you know, he didn't waste any time. He went and did what Jesus told him to do. He didn't question, well, Jesus, why are you spitting in the mud? This is disgusting. Why, why are you doing this? Uh, couldn't, couldn't you have healed me a, a, a better way? Couldn't you have just spoken to this? See, I don't know. Sometimes he's going to say, you know, of course, he's going to speak to you directly, but he's also speaking to you through this book. He says lots of things. And, and it's the obedience to what he says that brings the blessing. It's the obedience to what God says that brings the blessing. So he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And the man, without any hesitation, he went and he washed and he came back seeing. A lot of times, you know, uh, pay attention to that. He said to him, God is saying a lot of things through this book to us. Are you obeying this book? He's saying a lot of things to us. Are you putting this word into practice and into operation in your life? Are you... Are you building your life on the word or are you trying to pick and choose what you want to build your life on and neglecting the rest? You can't neglect the book. You've got to put this into operation. Jesus gave him a directive. This book gives us directives. He said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Jesus said, forgive. Jesus said in this book, give, tithe, forgive, love. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This book is full of directives, of teachings, of God's heart. But when you put it into operation in your life, you unlock your faith and your faith begins to produce. Your faith begins to produce things in your life, good things. So he said, go wash. And the man, without hesitation, he just believed and he trusted the word of Jesus. He trusted what Jesus had just done and said to him. Do you trust this book? Do you trust what God is saying to you in this book? Then we should without hesitation obey and to do in accordance to what God has asked us to do. The results are phenomenal. Your life will be blessed. So, you know, I said this uh, this morning that you know, some things, sometimes your faith will produce very quickly, but sometimes your faith will produce, it'll take a lot longer for stuff to happen. But it's the difference between, you know, planting a vegetable garden and planting a tree, like an apple tree. I mean, you put a, you put a seed, a string bean seed in the ground, and it'll pop up within two weeks. You know, you already got a pretty good plant going, and without, within a month or so, you actually have to start having string beans on there. But, and that's a quick harvest. But if you take an apple seed and you plant a tree, let me tell you what, it takes a lot longer for that tree to grow. An apple seed produces an apple tree, but it doesn't happen quite at the same rate or as quickly as string beans or a vegetable seed does. But the difference is 
a vegetable seed will grow and produce and die, and you have to plant it again. But an apple tree, or any other kind of tree, once it takes root, and once it matures, that tree is going to give off fruit year after year after year. You will have bushelfuls. See, so sometimes our faith, things take longer to achieve. It takes a longer period of time for things to happen. So don't get discouraged. Just obey the Word of God. Just like that man did. He, be, he believed. He obeyed. He said, well, he, he, I don't know what this is all about. I don't understand this. I don't understand why he's just spitting the mud, spitting the dirt made mud and put it on my eyes. But I'm just, I believe, and therefore I'm going to trust and I'm going to do exactly as he said. You'll never go wrong obeying Jesus. Amen. You will never go wrong obeying the word of God. You will never come up shorthanded or shorthanded on the short end of the stick for obeying the word of God. So, sometimes it takes longer. Some things are going to grow up fast. Some things are going to take longer. I know some of you are waiting. You've been confessing. You've been believing. You've been saying, but I've been putting action to my faith, but nothing's... Let me tell you what. The things that take the longest are of the greatest value. And they produce longer lasting results than things that come up quickly. So, sometimes things take, take a while. All right. Let's look at another verse of, of Scripture, and this is taken out of Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, and we'll pick it up at verse 23, but if you remember the story um, here, this was when the uh, four men took, took this paralyzed man to the house where Jesus was preaching, and they couldn't get in. I love preaching on those verses. I got to go to those verses one of these days. I, I found so much in those verses, but anyway, they opened up a hole in the roof, and they lowered um, the, the paralyzed man down, and Jesus said, you know, your sins are forgiven you in, in a way to heal him. And of course, uh, the Pharisees, the religious ones, the religious people are always making a mess and always trying to get, you know, kill all, all the spirit of, you know, all the, all the fun. So anyway, Jesus um, answers them and says to them, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, now listen, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Now, now picture this, this guy has never walked. He's been a paralytic. These four men had to carry him. He's laid out on a stretcher. He's weak. He's lying on the stretcher. Jesus just says a few words to him. And then the command that Jesus said, Jesus said to him, pick up your bed or your mat and go, go to your house. Arise and go to your house. He said, pick up your mat, arise and go to your house. So this guy is lying there. Think, I, I, I've... I'm just assuming he's lying there thinking, well, I've never gotten up before. I don't know what getting up feels like. See, he didn't argue. He didn't hesitate. He didn't meditate over it for six weeks before he... He responded to the Word of God. And when he responded to the Word of God without any hesitation, having never walked before, having never stood on his own two feet... Without hesitation, he rises up. He did exactly what Jesus told him to do. 
And it's amazing when you do exactly what Jesus tells you to do, that miracles start to take place in your life, that the impossible starts to become possible, that healing can take place and breakthrough can take place and all kinds of blessings can take place when you just obey what Jesus is telling you to do. You see, you need obedience to unlock your faith to cause things to happen. If you don't have the obedience, if you don't put action to your faith, your faith lies dormant, dead, devoid of power. Matthew 12, verses 9 through 14. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue and beheld there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? They were trying to trick him. They were trying to get him, you know, to do or say something that they could accuse him of something. Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into the pit on the Sabbath will not lay hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? And what he was addressing, there was this man, right? And he had this withered hand and he wanted to be healed. And they were trying to accuse him of doing a work on the Sabbath day, working, doing something that you're not supposed to do, right? In, in that day, the Jews believed, and some even today, that on the Sabbath day, you're not to even lift your finger. You're not to not drive a car, not to do anything. So they're trying to get him. And he says, well, you have sheep that fall into a pit. You don't let it just die in the pit. You take it out on the Sabbath. He said, isn't a man worth much more than the sheep? Now, now this is what he says. So he says to the man who has the withered arm, he says to him, stretch out your hand. He says, stretch out your hand. And the man responded immediately. He stretched out his hand and it was restored as whole as the other. He didn't hesitate. See, I think a lot of times we are, our, our faith is short-circuited because of hesitation. The man didn't hesitate. The minute Jesus said, stretch out your arm, is the minute the man responded affirmatively, responded with, with, with the request, with the command. And the end result was that the man's arm was totally healed. And I believe the same principle uh, holds and takes effect in our lives. If we uh, respond to the word of God, we, we learn something, let's put it into operation. We know something that maybe has been lying dormant. Maybe we've been hesitant to put the word into operation in our life. Well... Now is the time to put it into operation. Don't hesitate because it's in the action that your faith begins to produce. If there is no action, your faith will not produce and you'll not say. In this case, we saw that, that the action produced miracles. And actions to your faith can still produce miracles in your life. Amen. Here's another one. John 4, 46-51. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he had heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come uh, down to heal his son, for his son was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. So he begs him to come before his child dies. So Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. So the man, listen, so the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. The man believed the word 
that Jesus spoke to him. Let me say it again. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. Let me say it again, because some of you didn't get it. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. Didn't hesitate. Didn't think about it. Just said, God, if you said it, I believe it. And I'm going to do it. The man believed the word. Do you believe the word? Then you should go about doing this word. He went his way, and as he was now going, going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Your son lives. Whoa, glory. You can never go wrong obeying the word of Jesus. Remember, everything that's in this book is the word of God spoken to us. You know, this is how my life has been so blessed all these years. It's just activating my faith. Whatever God has told me to do in this book, I tried to put it into operation. I was sick and tired of being broken poor. And I started to practice the principles in this book, giving and stewardship and all the things that I learned, tithing, doing all these things, learning how to, that's another thing. Because a lot of times, you know, you're believing God and God blesses you financially. You know, you're, you're, you're doing, you're, you're, you're activating your faith through tithing and giving, but you haven't used your faith for stewardship. So you don't know how to manage that money that God is blessing you with. So as quickly as it comes in is as quickly as it goes out. But you have to use your faith now for stewardship. God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to learn how to manage my money. Because you, you, you actually ruin your blessing. Because you don't know how to handle what you have. So faith will produce it. But you, you, have, to, you have to learn how to be responsible with the blessing that you have. I've had to learn to be responsible with what God gives me. Whether it be, a, you know, for you, it be a new job, a new car, a new wife, a new husband, or a husband or a wife, whatever it be. You understand what I'm talking about? A financial blessing of some sort. You've got to, you've got to learn how to manage that and to use it. I'm just, I'm just preaching. I'm just preaching. So your son lives. Um, so here, now you remember this one. Let's just take a minute because we've got a few minutes here. Is everybody all right? In Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 through 22, um, Jesus was in a crowd and there was a woman. You remember that whole story, the woman of the issue of blood? And she said she had, she had been to many doctors and couldn't get healed and they couldn't help her. And she was like basically bleeding to death and they couldn't stop her flow of blood. And, um, but this is, this is what happened. And suddenly the woman had the flow of blood for 12 years, came from behind and touched the hem of his garment, of Jesus' garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. She said with her mouth, that's her faith, right? That's her faith starting to activate. If I may touch his garment, I shall be well. And she got on the ground and she touched that garment. And, and Jesus turned around and when he saw her, said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. 
and the woman was free of her infirmity from that hour. See, she was putting action to her faith. She said, to, she said with her own lips, with her own, she said, if I only touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she didn't just stand there and, and become discouraged because there was a crowd. She couldn't get to Jesus through the crowd. She couldn't get over the crowd. So she went under the crowd. <laughs> See, true faith is going to do whatever. True faith is going to do whatever is necessary to get the job done. A person who's really walking by faith is not going to be deterred by any difficulties that may be in its way. A person who's walking by faith is not going to have a bunch of excuses. A person who truly walks by faith believes that if I just do this, if I just confess this, if I just you know, give or tithe and forgive and, and love, and I'm going to see God's results in my life because I am doing the work. I'm putting action to my faith. If I use the authority that I have in the name of Jesus, that's putting action to your faith. I'm going to see these evil forces recede and back up and take authority, and I'm going to see the effects of it. I don't know if that's helping anybody, but... Um, faith needs action. So we can't just say we believe, but we don't do anything about what we believe. Putting action into what we believe is our faith working. It's our faith working. You know, when I talk about forgiveness, sometimes you have to forgive by faith. You have to start the action and activity of forgiveness, even though you may not feel it, even though you may still be hurting over it, you know. But when you release that action of forgiveness, I'm telling you what, there's a blessing that's going to follow. That feeling of forgiveness is going to follow. You're going to be released out of that prison of unforgiveness. It works in every aspect of life. Faith works in every aspect of life. So that's all I really wanted to say today and go over those verses and hope that we could just, I could just encourage you in getting your faith activated, doing the word. Don't just read it. Don't just say, I know it, and do it. Speak it. Let it come out of your mouth. And then follow through with actions and activities that produce lasting results that will unlock your faith. Curse the darkness. Curse the sickness. Use the authority of the name of Jesus. Take authority over poverty, want, lack, and insufficiency in your life. Speak the word to those things. You have the book filled with promises of God. Find those promises. You hang around here long enough, you're going to hear them because I give them regularly. You use the promises. Speak to the darkness. Speak to the mountain. Don't speak about the mountain. Speak to the mountain. And use your faith. And stand tough and stand tall. And don't give up and don't give out. And don't give in. And don't fall apart. We're in difficult times. But guess what? We win. Because we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. You have faith. You have the faith that can conquer every mountain and every obstacle and everything that would get in your way. You have that faith. Just release it in the name. Release it by the words of your mouth. Release it by the actions and the activities of your life. Do what the Word of God says, and you will see faith results. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.